Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hi. Hey now. Hey. Hi. We rarely have to issue any kind of a warning heads up for this podcast. I think everybody knows if you're a longtime listener of After 9, first of all, thank you for doing that. Uh, but secondly, you know that we are uncensored. We speak our minds. There's swearing. There's um, different subject matter that you're not going to get on terrestrial radio. But today's a different kind of trigger warning because, of course, it's one of the things that's in the news that's impacted. I don't even want to just say like, especially the millennials, but not necessarily. I mean, this impacts a lot of people and a lot of people are talking about it today is Britney Spears. So I want to issue a trigger warning. I think it's really important to do that because we will be talking about abortion, about terminating pregnancies. uh, And that's because of an excerpt from Britney's memoir that was released. So if that impacts you at all, if you're sensitive to it, um, we we will let you know that that's the first thing we're going to talk about. We're going to get that topic out of the way. And then we're going to talk about some other stuff as well. Yeah, it's not the only thing. So let's start off with what happened here. Excerpts from Britney Spears' new memoir, which comes out next Tuesday, dropped yesterday. One of them, an absolute bombshell. And I found it so cringy. Really? Do you want to explain it? Yeah, I mean, uh, sure. So um, anyone who's followed the life of Britney Spears, you know that she dated Justin Timberlake, even though it was a short time, really. They've known each other since they were young children in the Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, That's when they met. And she had had a crush on him. And we had already heard some excerpts uh, from the book about her having a crush and him being her first kiss, et cetera, et cetera. So the latest one is a big reveal from Britney that she had an abortion. She terminated a pregnancy while she was in a relationship with Justin Timberlake. Uh, They had been together from 1999 to 2002. It happened leading right up until their split. So we're imagining that happened somewhere in the 2002 area. Brittany says the following. We'll do some quotes on this, uh, some excerpts first before we get into it. Um, She calls it one of the most agonizing things that she's ever experienced in her life. Adding he was the one that suggested they terminate. And I quote, He said we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives and that we were way too young. I don't know if that was the right decision. If it had been left up to me alone, I never would have done it. And yet Justin was so sure he didn't want to be a father. Uh, She goes on to talk about the fact that she obviously did want a baby eventually and wouldn't have done that. Um, Doesn't really express anything in terms of had they talked about it after they broke up. Doesn't say that. But basically... That was the gist of it. She did terminate a pregnancy. A lot of Britney Spears fans are noting uh, one of her music videos that followed that was probably about that. Um, in that music video, it was a woman that had been uh, had given birth to a baby. Very sad, very slow kind of song. And so now it's kind of all making sense. So the conversations that are taking place surrounding this are more negative toward Justin now. But keep in mind at the time that they broke up, He was living his absolute best life while the media was absolutely tearing her down. She was referred to as a slut, and that's one of the nicest words I could say. 
people thought that she was such a tramp. Um, and yes, even in, for those young people who listen to the podcast, those young people, yes, even in 2002, women were called sluts and whores if they had sex before marriage and, and it was known. And that's exactly what happened. And Justin was like, yeah, I did it. Yeah, we had sex and left it at that. Well, he was just living his best life. He performed, a, a, he had a song out. I think everyone knows where he had allegations of Britney cheating. So she was looked at as this cheating whore. And he was just, his fame was just skyrocketing and got better and better and better while people bashed her down. And we all know what happened to Britney Spears following it. Not to say that this is the only reason why, of course, Britney Spears had a meltdown in a way. Of course, we know that she also had her own mental health struggles. We know about the conservatorship. We know about her family life. Um, but that's the conversation that's being had. I mean, the many questions that are being asked today include, and as we record this podcast, Justin hasn't spoken out on it, but would J Justin say anything? Does Justin need to say anything? Um, will there be something said? And does his team think he should probably say something? He has every right to if he wants to. But uh, okay, so where do we tackle this here? How, how do you want to begin? <laughs> All right. I First off, a, a lot of things are going through my mind, but I would like to just remind everybody, they were kids. He was 18. She was 17. They were kids. When they started dating. Yeah, they were. I mean, yeah. The pregnancy was when she was in her late teens, right? It was she was 17 when she was pregnant. Well, we and don't know the pregnancy that she terminated. We don't know for sure what age she terminated the pregnancy. They started dating at those ages and they lasted a few years. Okay. You know, I, I just can't figure out why she is naming names. I don't know why, if she wanted to tell this story, and like you pointed out on our radio show today, it's it's part her story, and she has every right to tell part of her story. I just don't understand why the naming names. Why drag Justin Timberlake into this now, 20 years after it happened, when Justin has moved on, he's got a happy marriage, and he's got young kids at home, and, and nothing good can come from this for Justin. I just don't know, other than being purely vindictive, I don't know why she would name names in this case. It doesn't matter if she names names or not, though, Scott. Internet sleuths, we all know. it doesn't. She could say, I had an abortion early on. People are going to point the finger at Justin Timberlake anyway. She's only had a few relationships, especially when she was very young. Um, this is the only way that she could tell her story in full, right? It, and I think that that would make sense that you want to talk about having it at a young age. Um, I just want to read a couple of texts that came in on this because again, it's one of those topics that, uh, it's, it, it, it hits a lot of people in the fields. Um, anyone judging Brittany on this has no idea what it's like to be young, says this texter, to be pregnant and to be manipulated into an abortion. You'd be surprised at the things men can say to convince a woman to have an abortion, even if it was ultimately her choice. If she didn't want to do it and did it for another person, it can be very traumatic and have lasting effects on her. Have empathy, especially if you've never been in this situation. Uh, this texture says... Empathy is always important, by the way, especially yeah. when we're talking about critical issues like this. So everybody should, of course, try to be empathetic. And if you're trying to put yourself in her shoes, yeah, that's probably a fair comparison. Uh, we would all be bashing Justin for not being a good father if he did walk away. It's too messy to judge either one of them. It's really a sad situation for both of them, says this texter. Okay. Uh, Team Brittany, I hope letting all of this out brings her some peace. She's been the punchline of too many jokes and ridicule. Mental health struggles are not funny. Uh, this other texter says, I think that she was torn up in the media for years. So much has come out about how he was silently behind so much of it. His career took off while she was suffering. I think it's fair. The truth comes out. The world thought she cheated on him. The media attacked her about it constantly. He made a song about it with a lookalike of Britney. He literally made bank off of her 
suffering. Well, let's be clear here. Justin Timberlake is not a wealthy individual now purely because of Britney Spears. He worked just as hard as she did. Their career paths just went in a different direction. Justin figured out a way because take yourself back to when, when this was 2002, 2003 in that era. Justin Timberlake, about to go on his solo career, had just wrapped things up with NSYNC. And NSYNC had gotten to a point back then where they were so big that they became cheesy. And that was the risk that was going to be run. And I'll say the exact same thing about Britney. She was just a juggernaut, so massive on a global scale that once somebody reaches that height, they get torn down. Justin took a different route by going solo, reinvented himself. That was fine. Otherwise, NSYNC with Justin would have been NSYNC now. When do you ever hear about NSYNC? Justin going solo kind of kept that vibe alive. Britney Spears, could she have done something different? Maybe. She didn't. And, and she did kind of fall into obscurity for a little bit. She was never able to match the success that she'd had up until that point. And that's just uh, like the apex of some people's careers, particularly in pop music. Britney now saying, mm. is she saying that she agreed with it at the time, but in, now she regrets it? Because I think that that's probably a fairly common thing. There's a lot of people who are pregnant as teenagers who make this decision about whether or not to have the child or terminate the pregnancy. And and I don't know if 20 years later, they might still regret the decision they made when they were a kid. Look, and I, I totally agree with the texture that says in a lot of cases, you can be manipulated to, into changing your mind. And this is the quote from Brittany to answer your question. Uh, I don't know if that was the right decision. If it had been left up to me alone, I never would have done it. Now, whether she would have regretted that choice to go through with it, we will never know that, right? It was more Justin saying, I'm not ready to be a father. You can't do this. And that happens to women a lot. And I think that that's, that's where the difference lies between those who are getting a little, um, who, are, who are sensitive to the subject because they've been through similar. It's, it's not like a man solely makes the decision, right? It's, right? it's a woman's body and we know this. However, a man can absolutely have, have say in it. But there's a difference between having a say in it or having a conversation and manipulation. She doesn't use the word manipulation. I just want to be clear that she never used this word from this excerpt. Unless there's more to it she hasn't released, she never used that word. It that, was just, that was what a texter said. That was what a texter said in their circumstance. So I just want to make that clear. What Brittany says is that he said we're not ready to have a baby in our lives and that we were way too young. And that may have been true. Like, yeah. I mean, and she might have agreed with it at the time. But again, if it had been left to her, up to her alone, which we know it takes two. And at the time they were in a relationship. So that's not what she took into consideration was just her feelings. She took his into account. And of course, it's easy enough to reflect back on that when it's been years. Right. Absolutely. And you're an adult now and you've learned a lot of lessons and you can change your mind on things. Right. Uh, that, that's what happens. You're absolutely right. And I agree with you. It's. I don't want to say it's easy now to look back in hindsight on 20 years ago because it's not. I mean, the whole situation is so delicate, so mm -hmm. sensitive. I'm wondering, though, did she truly feel that way when she was 17, 18, 19 years old? Did she truly think that if it were up to me, I'd have this baby? Maybe she would have. Maybe she absolutely would have. But it sounds like when Justin said, we're way too young to have a baby, she more or less agreed with that. And, and of course, it was her choice, ultimately, to go uh, and have that procedure done. But I, I just can't really wrap my mind around 20 years later going and dragging all this out again for the book. Now, there's a lot of sensationalism that goes into selling and promoting a book. I'm not saying that that's what this is. Mm -hmm. Could there be some embellishment? I don't know. The one thing I do know is that we have not heard Justin Timberlake's side of the story. He also 
this is a, a, something for him as well. He went through this as well. I don't think he's going to comment on it. I don't think he's obligated to comment on it. It was a very personal thing between him and Brittany in what I'm sure he thought was a private moment. For her to come out 20 years later and and talk about this so openly and sort of leave everybody to form their own opinion because nothing is compelling Justin to talk, he shouldn't have to 20 years later. I, I really do feel bad. Okay, so a couple of things on that. Number one, Brittany didn't, isn't doing this for the money or the publicity. Brittany has all the publicity in the world that she could ever want. And she's got a ton of money. And she's a simple person. One of these, it's one of these celebrities where I think we all feel like we know them, even though we technically don't, right? Like, I don't know Brittany, but what I can say is she's a simple girl. I think that a lot of people who follow along know that she's a simple girl. She doesn't give a shit about making money off this book. She's mentioned multiple times this is therapeutic to her. As part of that therapy, she's talking about her life. That is a part of her life. That is her side of the story. Now, on Justin Timberlake's side of thing, things, Justin can do whatever the fuck he wants. You want to create a memoir, Justin? Go for it. Um, she told her side of the story, and what's true is true. I also have a feeling that if Justin had maybe stepped up a little bit more, even in his young adult life, and I'm talking after this had happened, he had many years, Scott. He had over tw- he had 20 years and change to maybe resolve this with Brittany. And I have a feeling he never even tried to reach out to her to do that. The only reason he talked about her ever and apologized to her was when the Britney Spears unauthorized, but documentary came out and it dragged the shit out of him at that time. And that's when he released an apology to both Britney Spears and Janet Jackson for his actions. It had zero to do with this situation and and Britney Spears having an abortion and their relationship at that point. And she had mentioned at the time that, okay, she, he, he, he reached out to say apologize to that. But I have a feeling if he had done that, if he had had a conversation with her and said, fuck, when we were young, this happened, are you okay? I don't know if she would have written about it, but I bet you he didn't. I bet you he didn't. And I'm not saying that what's right or wrong, but I'm saying if he had, I have a feeling maybe she would have left this out because therapeutically for her, she needed to say it and talk about it to get past it. I don't disagree with you, but therapeutically doesn't mean you have to publish it for the whole fucking world. If she wants to write it down, by all means, write it down. Go ahead. You want if that what's what makes you feel better or gets all your thoughts, feelings, and emotions out? Yeah, go ahead. Put pen to paper. I've heard that that's really therapeutic. Publishing it for the whole world to see, that's not necessarily therapy. When it comes to Justin, I don't understand why the rest of the world could never move on from that relationship, but it was over. Oh, yeah, They were kids. They were fucking kids. Uh, Absolutely. They were teenagers who had sex, and and she got pregnant, and there was a decision made to terminate the pregnancy 20 years later to write about that in a book. I don't understand why that was necessary. Again, though, if she wants to write about it, it's her story, but it's also his. And for her to name names is what I don't feel is appropriate. Did Justin have an obligation to check on her in her 20s or 30s? Fuck no. It was a teenage relationship. We all went through it. It was shit. We don't keep up with those people anymore. I've I dated people when I was in high school. I don't know where they are. I never felt any reason to reach out to them. I, I don't understand why anyone would expect Justin to do that. Well, ju- anyway, on the fact that, that Britney Spears mentions Justin by name, Justin can do whatever he wants. He can do a memoir. But he can why should he his- have to? He doesn't need to do anything at all. But what I'm saying is it's fair for him to tell his side of the story too. Yeah. If he wants to. And if he doesn't, he'll shut up. And if that's what he chooses to do, great. But he's now obligated to say something if it's okay. just to save his own reputation so now you, now, because Brittany started it. So now you do feel he's obligated to say something is what you're saying. I feel that if he wants to salvage his relationship and, and Justin's a Southern boy, 
he they don't necessarily like that in the deep south of America. If he wants to try and salvage his reputation or or correct some of what may have been may have been inaccurate or not quite in context. I mean, there's three sides to the story. We all know that. Right now we know one side. And if Justin hears anything there that he thinks is wrong or whatever, what a tough choice. Well, he can bring it up, which he does not want to do because this is a part of his past from when he was a kid. He can bring it up and try and set the record straight, and then it's a he said, she said, or he can just shut up and let her completely control the narrative. And I don't know that that's a fair spot to put him in. I really don't. I think that this was a private thing between the two of them. They did kid things when they were kids, and and this happened, and it's horrible that it happened, that she's regretting it, that she feels the way she feels, that, I don't know, maybe that was part of the catalyst for all the things she went through. But to do it 20 years later and name names and not she, provide that context, I, I, I don't think is fair. Hang on a sec, though. Are we forgetting about the conservatorship? She had no, she had no voice for 20 years, almost. She had no voice for many years. She had no fucking choice to do this. Her dad wouldn't have let any of this happen. She was silenced. This is her. Now she's allowed to talk, and that's why she's doing it. Okay, that's a misconception about the conservatorship. He didn't control the words that came out of her mouth. He would do things like say, no, you're not signing a book deal. But if she wanted to go on David Letterman or or Jay Leno back in the day and say, yeah, you know, this is my story. And when I was a teenager, this happened. There was nothing stopping her from doing that. Her dad wasn't there saying, don't talk about the there abortion. There was a fear of her father, though. And there, and that's also in the in the memoir, a f- true fear of her father and that team of people surrounding her. So I, I really do believe that she was afraid to, even if, let's say, she wanted to. And mentally, she probably wasn't in the right state to do it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's one of these things that are that I'm sure you guys have have talked about today at one point or another that gets brought up, and it it totally depends on depends on circumstance. I, th- I just think it's key to have empathy here because if you've never been in any of these circumstances before, especially on this topic, uh, it's I think it's really easy for people to judge one way or another. Yes, and there's a lot of people that have got that intimate connection to it because they've been through it. Yeah, and, and you know what? You may have very close friends that you don't know have terminated a pregnancy. Uh, it's yeah. not something that people talk about That's very right. open or honestly. I'll even tell you this morning, we had a debate off air about whether or not we should even use the word abortion because abortion to me is such a strong word. It's and a triggering word for a lot of people, understandably. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we weren't even sure exactly what to say about this. It still feels a little weird talking about it, but you're right. People are having this conversation and there's a lot of people who who did get triggered hearing that that come up. And you can tell in some of the text messages that you read, there are people who have a personal connection to this scenario. Absolutely. Okay, can we move on from this? Yeah, yeah, of course. And if you want to weigh in, you can always just DM us, guys. You know that. Absolutely. Or text text the line, 1-833-915-SHOW. If we don't get to it right away, we eventually will. Blow through a couple of headlines from today. The LCBO has announced their annual seasonal hiring. If you would like to work for all the luxury that six seventy five, sixteen seventy five an hour oh, can buy you, six seventy five. Jesus, <laughs> I feel like somebody who gets through their probation period at McDonald's makes right. more than that. Sixteen seventy five an hour. Your duties include serving customers, asking for charitable donations, restocking shelves. We can probably guess what they do at the LCBO. Sure. Your position will last from November the twentieth through the end of the holidays. So presumably till the end of New Year's weekend. Okay. And, and they're looking for, and I quote, and I'm going to try and not laugh, people who are passionate about delivering an extraordinary yeah. customer service experience. That's right. I don't know. Have you ever walked into the LCBO and thought, well, that was extraordinary? No. 
Not a lot. There's the odd person, right? I feel like if we go, if we have a regular LCBO we go to or something, there's usually that person that knows a lot and you automatically are go to that person, right? Who, and that's always the one who does ask, like, can I help you find something? Like if you don't know wine, usually there's someone there that knows a lot about wine and that's great. This post for the, like, if you're a holiday employee though, you're the kind of cool part is they're not expecting you to know a lot of shit about anything. You probably, you may not have even had gin in your life. Maybe you don't even drink, but they don't care. I think it's actually not a bad holiday um, seasonal job at the LCBO because the hours aren't bad. I just think about that kind of stuff, right? Like the hours aren't bad. You're not outside, you're inside. People are usually in a good mood shopping for booze, aren't they? Typically, yeah. Typically, the odd depressed person (laughs) coming out again, right? I'll I'll draw a distinction because I think that there's different levels of holiday trip to the LCBO. If you're going to shop for your home, for Christmas, you're picking up the wine you want, you're getting the beer you want, the coolers and all that sort of shit. That's yeah. fine. When you're shopping for, oh, I don't know, a bottle of wine to take to such and such's house, or you're picking up a bottle of Jack for your boss or whatever, those are expensive gifts and it sucks sometimes. So right. I think it depends on the mindset of what you're going to the LCBO for. But how many people are looking for a side gig over the holidays? How many people are going to end up working like 16 to 20 hours a day over the holidays just to try and put some presents under their tree? Yep, which is actually sad, but but, but true. You're absolutely right. I know some people who picked up jobs temporarily at Halloween Spirit. Maybe they'll be the same people who pick up a job at the LCBO (laughs) and kind of bounce from one to the other. Uh, But on the the actual sad note, you're absolutely right. Those those are the people going, yeah, my my paycheck is going to cut it this year. So I have to do something more if I want to try to have the same Christmas I had last year, the year before, whatever the case is. So, hey, if you're not alone, if that's the case, and a heads up, thank you for letting us know the LCBO is hiring. Netflix has announced they're getting into the live sports game. And when I read the headline, I thought, Netflix into sports, that's interesting. I wonder if they'll get, like, the rights to the the NFL or, or even something different, like the rights to Wimbledon or the U.S. Open or golf or something. No. Good on Netflix. They're creating their own sport. They call it the Netflix Cup. It's going to be in Vegas the week of the Formula One Grand Prix. It'll feature the racers from their Netflix series Formula One, Drive to Survive, playing golf with the athletes from the series Full Swing. The Netflix Cup, November 14th. Are they racing golf carts? What, why? That's an interesting idea. <laughs> that could be a good well, sport. I'm just thinking the mix between the F1 drivers... And then you got the golfers here. Yeah. Wouldn't that be kind of funny if you were playing golf, but then you wanted to really speed to the next hole and you get in the car and it's like, wrong. <laughs> golfer just gives her. You know, I'd love to know how they settled on race car drivers golfing as opposed to pro golfers racing. That would have been fun too. Until you crash and it's cheaper to screw up on the golf course than it is to screw up on the racetrack. No kidding. Oh, absolutely. So it's neat, though, that Netflix is going to get into the live sports biz. Yeah. There's a couple of events, though, where we don't get good TV coverage. It drives me batshit crazy that I have five Sportsnet channels and five TSN channels, yeah. and most of them are all showing the exact same thing at the same time. I don't understand why on Sunday, when I'm trying to watch the Bills game, it's on CTV, one. CTV2 is airing a different game, but then those same two games are also on the TSN channels. It doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Cover as many different things as possible, which was initially the point of them having five channels. Putting it on Netflix, there's an infinite number of streams that you can have. Imagine that if you could go and watch The Masters, 
just streamed on Netflix. You could watch on one stream. You get each individual whole could have their own live stream. You could have the overall coverage. There's so many different ways that Netflix could do it, and they're not bound by the number of channels that they Mm -hmm. have. I think how many European soccer games could they be carrying on Netflix? And they could carry everything. Yeah. And and here we don't get that kind of coverage because I guess there's just not enough interest in paying the incredible FIFA fees to carry them. And that's the thing, right, is that networks are – uh, a lot of networks are hurting right now, but when it comes to certain sports, uh, NFL included, like obviously Fox makes a shit ton of money when they do their football stuff and and NBC with the NHL, if they still have it, I don't know who's exclusive or if anyone's even exclusive anymore. But Netflix, we we do know, does have money. So if they could acquire the rights to some of the specialty events or more, I want to say fun things like this, like something that's like a, a not even necessarily the sport itself, but something that's uh, uh, an off shoot of that sport and mm-hmm. something a little fun uh behind the scenes stuff ah, it's a good territory to at least start it and who knows where it'll go from there are we supposed to take adonis drake's son's song at all seriously like there's a music video and everything for it is, I, is this something that will be on the hot 100 at, at some point and radio will play it i don't even care like what celebrity you are it i cringe i cringe at celebrities that do this you're using your kid and you think it's funny and you think it's cute. And maybe they are interested. Maybe Adonis is interested in singing. That's cool, man, but he's too young. That's my kid's age. Like, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, too young to just be thrown out there, I think. I don't like it. Like, it's cringy to me. It's the same as, like, uh, when you see some of these celebrities, like Kim Kardashian dressing their kid up and taking photos. Like, they're a model. It's just such, it's, to me, I'm cringed. They're calling it Adonis Graham's debut release, My Man Freestyle, along with the music video after his sixth birthday. It's Adonis wearing a basketball jersey. He's hanging out with friends on the basketball court. He raps about playing on his iPad, shooting hoops, and visiting his dad. Is there any potential that they did release this intentionally as a song for young kids? Like almost like a rap wiggles or something? You know what? That I mean, that's one thing. Yeah, you could do. Is that the case? I don't know. I didn't hear it. I can't figure out why they would do that. I'm with you. Again, I leave the kids out of it. You know what? Just let the, let the kid be a kid because we know it's your kid. We know it's your kid. Like, we get it. We know that you have a kid. And when they're a little older, that's the way that I see it anyway. Like, when they're a little older and they choose to do this for themselves, let them do it. Because I can really fuck people up. Did you not just hear us talk about Britney Spears? She got right <laughs> For like the first up. 15 fucking minutes of this podcast. Anybody who Come got on. thrown into the spotlight uh, as a child has had something growing up. I just honestly. Or we're just more aware of it because they were a celebrity. Or we're more aware of it. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
We get hacks in every day from TikTok, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are silly. Some of them are really good. I'm going to put this one in the pretty good category. Apparently, if you want to, have you ever just thought, you know what? I'm off next week, and I don't have anything booked. I'm going to go somewhere but you didn't necessarily know where you wanted to go or have a vacation, quote unquote, booked? That's happened to me before. Yes. Where where um, my husband and I have been like, ah, we, what the heck are we going to do with this week? Yes, absolutely. That was pre-kids, I assume? Well, it, to, to go fly and do something, yes. Otherwise, it is a big ordeal. They to, ruin everything. To ship the whole family. Oh, these kids, they always get in your way I, when uh, you want to do fun shit. <laughs> we have a family trip coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah. My kids are good on a plane, though. We did take a plane last year, and they were good, so we'll see. Got it. And they're with their cousins and stuff, so it should be okay. That should be great, then. Uh, Google. They've got Google Flights. I don't know if people necessarily think to go to Google to book a vacation. I didn't even I didn't even know there was a thing called Google Flights before. It's kind of like Kayak. I believe it just sort of pulls all the different fares from all the different airlines and, and gives you like a curated list. Well, somebody figured out that if you type in the airport you want to leave from. So say, it's, uh, say you want to leave from Toronto, airport, YYZ. Type in YYZ as your, uh, the airport you're leaving from. Type in the dates you want to go. And where it says destination, type in anywhere. I'm going to I'm gonna do this right now. As, as you're speaking, by the way, I'm going to do this. And let's say that you're going to leave, uh, what day? This De- week? December like, 1st. Okay, you want to do December 1st. Okay. Go December let's, 1st. Let's do that. Let's go December 1st. I'm going to plunk that in and I'm going to do exactly what you said. Let's do Toronto just because Pearson's going to give you more direct options. I think we know that even though everybody loves leaving from like a Hamilton or... Even the Kitchener, like, Billy Bishop is London, better. Billy like Bishop, any of those. they're all way better. But let's do that and let's do a full week. Let's do December 1st to 8th here, just as an example. Okay. So you've got it leaving YYZ, December 1st to 8th. In the destination, type in the word anywhere. Anywhere. Okay. It'll show you a map of the world and all the different flights that are available the days you want to go. Wow. So you know, hey, if I want to leave on December the 1st, I can go to Lisbon, for 600 bucks. I can go to uh, Turks and Caicos for 900 bucks. I can go to London for 1500 bucks. It's really, really neat, especially if you don't have a place that you have to go or that you're anticipating going. If you're just open for an adventure, try this. This is actually really cool. So as I populated that info that I that I gave you, um, you can do it by map or you can look at it by list. But by map is cooler. I mean, by co- cooler because you can tell, you can you have a good view of where you're going to be in the Americas, you go into Europe. And the round trip, you can also enter, by the way, round trip and how many people. So let's say you want to take your whole family. You're like, Let's take a whole family. You can enter adults, kids, whatever. So let's just say one person round trip. It even shows you. It's actually really easy. It sounds like they, they're paying us for this. They're not. Um, nonstop, flight, nonstop flights and stopovers. So you could see right there like, oh, I want to go to New Delhi. Random. But two stops. Oh, fuck that. I want to go direct. Uh, Miami's a nonstop. 195 bucks to Miami that week that we uh, talked about oh, it. That's a round trip per person. Fuck, I know, right? 195 return to Miami? That's a, Yeah. You want to take that week off? Yeah, I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> I don't. I can't blame you. I can um, do a week in Miami. Montreal, 316 bucks. Yellowknife. I don't know why. Uh, 566. Again, it's cheaper to fly to Florida than it is to Montreal. Riddle us this, people. Nashville, 292 bucks. Ah, uh, come on. It's cheaper to fly to Nashville than it is to fly to Montreal. Go to Lisbon, Lisbon, Portugal. Did that come up for 559 dollars round trip? See, this that is, sounds good. This is a neat tool. It's not for everybody. Some people need to know. 
that their vacation is booked like six, seven, eight yeah. months before they fly. Sure. They've got to have everything planned meticulously. If you've got a little more freedom and flexibility or a, a little bit more of an open mind, do the anywhere thing. Or budget. Or budget, yeah. <laughs> Some of these are outrageous. <laughs> I can imagine. But I mean, if you're just open to anything, you just want an adventure or to go somewhere with somebody, try this. It's cool. Yeah, good, good point. That's a, that's a good one to know. Google flights, guys. What do we do in this case, Kat? It's got a bit of a, a Mike Ross vibe to it from Suits. It is a man from Kenya who is not a lawyer. He just wanted to be a lawyer. He impersonated a lawyer and is now 26 for 26 in court. Pretending to be a lawyer, he's won 26 cases and lost zero. But he got caught pretending to be a lawyer, and now he is a defendant. He could be charged for fraud. So charged for fraud, is is that the worst punishment, or could this be jail time too? A little bit of identity theft. He hacked into another lawyer's account and sort of took that oh. over. So, I mean, serious charges. A, pro- a lawyer probably would have told him not to do that. However, it doesn't change the fact that this is a guy who wanted to be a lawyer, didn't want to go through the schooling, or maybe couldn't even get into the schools. But he won 26 times in front of the court. 26 different judges or juries were swayed by his legal knowledge and his ability to argue an argument. Like, it's impressive. I think we say, you know what? This is another reason that the education doesn't necessarily matter. Give this fucking guy a law degree. Well, question, are they going back on all those cases that you just mentioned and retrying them? I don't know. That, I don't know if they've decided. I would think... Because you know if someone was sent away or someone got sued for something, they're coming after this hard and saying, hey, wait a minute, I had to, I had to issue, whatever, issue a, a, a fine because of this lawyer who's not actually a lawyer. So now, fuck that. That's not even a lawyer who did this. I demand a retrial or whatever the case is. I believe he was a defense lawyer. So okay. he got 26 different people off of their criminal charges. Yee. Not as a lawyer. It's not a good look for like the the court system though. Like I feel like shouldn't there be, I know he, in this case, he hacked an identity. So all of his his papers, whatever it is that they use looks legit. I don't know law. Okay. So coming from someone who doesn't know law, is there not a way to confirm this? Like, isn't it, shouldn't there be a way to confirm this? That they're a lawyer? A true identity check. And maybe that means facial recognition. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, those things, I don't know if that's readily available in Kenya. No, no, I don't know. However, I would say, though, that if you've demonstrated you can do it, I don't understand why you're not allowed to do it. Oh, yeah. How many doctors, foreign trained doctors, do we have in Canada right now that could be working? But for whatever reason, oh, I know exactly what the reason is. We've got some well-established institutions in this country that are very protective of their own, yeah. and they don't like any outside interference. So... Could the the College of Doctors look at any one of these thousands of foreign trained doctors and say, okay, you were trained overseas, but you're still a doctor and we happen to need a lot of them. So yeah, you can be a doctor. That should happen. It should not even be a question. When it comes to being a lawyer, hey, you take your chances with the person you hire. Sometimes you hire a good lawyer. Sometimes you hire a bad lawyer. There's people who have gone to law school and been called to the bar that are just cock awful lawyers. Yeah. There's some people who have never been called to the bar, never taken a law class, that win 26 times in court. 
I think it should be up to anybody. I think anybody should be allowed to do this as long as you're up on the procedure and you know how things work. And you pass the bar. And you pass the the bar. In this case. Yeah. Yeah. One test to prove that you're qualified. Um, Pierre Polyev, one of the things that he's promised if he's elected is red seal testing in a lot of areas like this. So he's saying mainly doctors and nurses. If you are foreign trained in Guyana and you want to work in Canada, you will take a simple test and be licensed within three weeks. And if you demonstrate you know what to do, good, you should be working. Yeah. I think the same thing could apply for law. If you can demonstrate that you could pass the bar or whatever the equivalency is for someone who hasn't taken law school, I think you should be allowed to practice law. I don't understand why this needs to be an issue. Except he's going to jail for a while because you yeah. can't steal somebody's identity. You're not allowed to do that. Lie to the judge. He knows the laws are <laughs> that, around that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, lion safari. One of my favorite things to do when I was a kid, we used to do it every summer. We'd all pack into the old station wagon and go and watch the monkeys take a piss on the windshield. Station wagon, that's great. (laughs) We did. We had a great... I had a station wagon where there was um, six seats in the back, three of them facing back, three of them facing front. That was a machine. Yeah, we had one too. I love it. Yeah. Well, the Lion Safari, well known for... A, preservation and conservation. I think they do a great job. Totally different from a zoo. Mm -hmm. Very different from somewhere like Marineland. Sure. I'm happy with what they do at the Lion Safari. And they get us closer to the animals, which is beautiful. It's a safari where you can drive through in your own car. They have one similar in Glen Rose, Texas. And I'd never heard of this before now, but a family. I'll, I'll tell you about Carrie, who is the mom here. She and her family were at the Fossil Rim Wildlife Center on Thursday when her teen sons and infant granddaughter decided to open the sunroof. Huh. Let's feed the giraffes. You're not supposed to do that. It's bad for the animals. But I think most people have put the window down and oh, fed an animal. This isn't one of those things where they're like, here, gather, grab some hay and feed something. It's not one of those situations. Well, some people bring stuff. Like they'll take apples and carrots oh. and stuff to the lion safari. I wish people wouldn't do that because it's really not part of the animal's no, diet. No, it's not. Don't do that. And it does set unrealistic expectations for the cars behind you that didn't bring food to feed the animals. So just keep that in mind. However, they were feeding the giraffe. And I don't know how this happens because I've never seen it myself, but apparently the giraffe started to lose its balance leaning into the sunroof. Mm. Fucking giraffe fell on their car. Mm. Popped the windshield Stop. right out, <laughs> glass everywhere, no barrier between the wild animals and the people in the car. A giraffe fell on their car. Well, that's what you get. She says glass shot everywhere, all over us. The entire family was covered after the giraffe fell. The giraffe regained its footing and took off. I, uh, oh, and the giraffe was fine, by the way. I did follow up, and it had a cut that was repaired quickly, and the giraffe was just fine, just a little freaked out because it had never fallen on a car before or maybe anything before. But let's go back to the original scenario here. What do you say to your insurance company Mm -hmm. when a giraffe falls on your car? I'll tell you what the insurance company says. Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You might not get coverage. You know how insurance companies are pretty sneaky, right? I feel like they'd be like, "Mm, sorry, there's no uh, animal coverage for you. I wonder how many people have tried to do the same thing with the monkeys. This is extreme, though. I mean, this is shattered glass. I'm glad everybody is okay. But what a, do I have to say it's a dumb thing to do? 
You know, and I know it makes for a cool selfie when the giraffe's sticking its head in your car, but you got to be careful with shit like that. We've heard about people getting injured by, you know, in the monkey, in the monkey area because they accidentally rolled the window down while the monkey was on the car. But I will say something about African lion safari that's very good is that their people are right there. So in those areas where the monkeys jump up, I don't think I've never seen any giraffes go that close, but maybe I just. I don't know. I, giraffes didn't want to be near my car at the time I've driven through. And I've driven, I just was there last year. I didn't go this summer, the summer before. And the monkey was on the car in front of us. But I'm thinking how easy, well, you'd have to be kind of dumb to do it. But would you, if you accidentally opened your window and the monkey jumped into your car? Oh, shit. Oh, 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 good luck. There, but they, the people are around all the time is what I mean to say. Like the African Lions for a team, for example, is right there. Like there was a car parked on the side where yeah, like, the monkeys were running around. Yo, fucker, you can't steal that monkey. Let it out. Yeah, well, making sure people's windows were up was one thing that they were doing. They should. It's for the yeah. best for everybody. You yeah. don't need to touch the animals. They don't need to touch you. You don't need to feed them. They're very, very well cared for. Mm-hmm. Leave the window up. You, you're just meant to look through the and glass. And stay on the path. That was the other thing. There's a path for you. You don't go into where the trees are. Stay on the path, moron. Do people Listen, do that? Oh, they well, they go off to the side to try to get a little closer to get a better view or to get uh, a better picture. Stop it. So there's like a trail that you're supposed to stay on, and then there's just grass. Huh. All right. Well, I don't Wait. know exactly what you tell the insurance company, but I don't know, <laughs> it's a man. bit of a mess, isn't it? Yeah, the insurance companies though, they're gonna say to you, play bitch games, get bitch prizes. Yeah, no, Good you're luck. absolutely right. By the way, I was talking to one of the media officers at Waterloo Regional Police yesterday. And the reason I'd reached out to them was because, well, I work with them. I read the news for Kitchener every morning on, on the Scott and Cat show. And they sent a story about Operation Impact, which was the big blitz that most of the police forces do over the Thanksgiving long weekend. And they gave me the breakdown of charges. Like we had five DUIs. We had like 20 distracted driving, 50 speeding tickets, all that sort of thing. There was another section at the bottom called other 90 charges and it said documents insurance. So I reached out to the police and I said, I just want to clarify the vast majority of the charges over the Thanksgiving long weekend were insurance related. And turns out not necessarily driving without insurance, but the most tickets they handed out on the weekend were for either failing to produce an insurance slip, which means you probably don't have insurance. That's, I think, what that well, means. Be- Most people. Because it's so easy right now. Like, it's on your phone. It's on and your phone. And if it's not, it should be. Or Every insurance company has the ability for you to pop up your insurance on their app. The, uh, there's that. There's also a screenshot that you could take. There is also what we've always done. Keep it in the glove box with your ownership. That's where your insurance slip goes. Or keep it in your wallet with your license. 90 different people either didn't have the slip or were charged for driving without insurance. Mm. And I asked... Do you think that this is on the rise? Is this something you're seeing more often? She said, yeah. Anecdotally, I'd say we are seeing a lot more people getting caught driving without insurance because people can't afford their insurance. Because if it comes down to groceries, rent, or car insurance, they're going to pay the rent and pay for for their groceries. Interesting. And they're just opting not to and hope they don't get caught. I I really don't know what the consequences of that are. I've had a conversation with uh, Sandra, Diamond and Diamond, a few times about car accident related injuries and one thing i'm not sure about is what happens if you get hit by somebody who has no insurance what happens there who do you sue if you get injured that sort of thing and i don't know if there's any yeah repercussions there well i know that your insurance if you have insurance should cover those kinds of situations as well i know that's on my policy 
in case someone fucks up and doesn't have insurance, I'm going to at least get covered and they'll get in shit anyway for not having insurance. So they'll get theirs and whatever fine that is, I don't know, but my insurance would cover it if their insurance doesn't. Assuming you check have your policies. Yeah, check your policies. Check your everybody. policies. Hey, yes. if this is actually going on, and I have no reason to assume it's not going on, in fact, it makes perfect sense that people would, if they got to cut something, they're going to cut the car insurance. I hope that that's not the case because that is going to screw over so many more people long term down the line, either from the fines you're gonna get and paid, the points. You're going to pay more. Yes. Or insurance companies look for that. And I don't know why they even care, but that lapse in insurance coverage, like, oh, there's like two years here where you didn't have insurance. So we're going to have to jack your rates and collect what we didn't collect then. That sort of shit. <sighs> no, I can't even say you should get insurance because I don't want to tell you what to do. If money's tight and something's got to go. Just know that that's a just risk. Just know the risks. Yeah, just know the risks for sure. And it is illegal to drive without insurance. Last thing we're going to do here, and we have very little time to do it, but a lot of text messages on it from when we talked about it on the show today. Disgusting smells that you actually like. It's a Reddit thread where people are commenting on smells that are generally not attractive. However, they low-key like them. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a podcast segment that you can smell. We're going to say some things here, and in some cases, you're actually going to smell the smell just by listening to our voices. Do a little experiment? Yeah, let's do it. The smell of nail polish. Okay. Some people say they really okay. like, are they trying to get high, or do they just like the smell of nail polish? Uh, I think just liking the smell of nail polish. Because you can get high on a lot of different things, <laughs> but to like the smell is a different thing. The smell when you first turn on the furnace in the winter, it's usually just dust burning off, but that smell in your house for the first time the furnace runs on a cold day, I know exactly what that smell is mm-hmm. and I like it. Old libraries and old books. Oof. Oh, you don't like that Woof. smell? No, it smells like a lot of people's houses all at once. It's too, mu- <laughs> it's too much, man. Everyone's got a smell, but when it all comes together, it doesn't make it a good thing. You know what I mean? Chlorine or bleach. Yeah, I love it. I love bleach. Oh. I love the smell of bleach. Bleach smells clean. When I smell bleach, yeah. I instantly think, oh, mm, yeah, oh, I don't have to worry about anything. That's good shit right there. Tennis balls. That's such a, such a random one. Oh, no, 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 no. Have you ever opened a tin of tennis balls? Why would I open a tin of tennis balls? Have you ever played tennis and opened Never, a tin of tennis I, balls I think so you, you can play the is game? Is that why? Because I don't play tennis. <laughs> my, my dog has tennis balls. Though. Like that said, Leo, through the he doesn't play with it as much now, but, but through the years, we have had tennis balls. I just don't remember it being one of those things for me. Like, oh, yeah, sniff that. It's a really almost like a rubbery kind of smell. Yeah, yeah. But it's an interesting one. Okay. Fresh cut grass. Yes. It's, it's a, that's that like new spring summer smell to me. That goes under that category. I like that. Okay. This person says, I love the smell of fresh plastic, like cheap inflatable Ugh. pool toys. <laughs> Smells like we hate the earth. If, smell if, that. If you don't have an air compressor <laughs> and you had to actually blow up that giant pink flamingo or unicorn, you know that smell. But I know that smell. I totally know that smell. Absolutely. The smell of fish food. Yeah, I haven't had a fish in years, and I remember exactly what that smells like. I don't like it, though. I don't know who go, who likes it. I don't know that you have to like it. You just have to be like, oh, that's different. And, you know, I know exactly what it is, really? too. Really? I had fish. I opened up a, a 
it's like a tube, right, of fish food, and you yeah. pull the flakes out and just drop them in. Yeah. Yeah. When you first open that, that smells amazing. No, it's not. Really? You don't no, like it? No, not in this. Not this schnoz doesn't like it. Okay. What about if you have like a guinea pig or a hamster? Yes. When you first open up that new bag of shavings. Yes, I love that smell. I'm gonna just throw wood out there, though. I love that smell. Smell of all wood. kinds of different woods, but particularly cedar. <laughs> love wood. The smell of a mechanic shop or an auto parts ah. store. I could. There's you know a lot what? of different smells going on in there, but yeah. like the oil, the gas. Gas was another one that a lot of people said. By the way, gas and gasoline are the same thing, Octavia. Just so you know. Yeah, that's what I did. we talked about it. You said gasoline. She said gas. You said that's the same thing. Did you not know that gas and gasoline are the same thing? No, I did. I guess I just wasn't paying attention. She just wasn't oh, listening to you. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. There's some odd ones that came in by text. Can we read some of these? Yeah. Skunk. Multiple people said they like the smell of skunk. I don't understand you people. Okay, let me... And as I said, you people. (laughs) Okay, I think there's two different levels of skunk smell. If your dog has just been sprayed by a skunk, and I've been through it seven times now, when it's a direct impact, it's that really like burn your eyes, burnt rubber smell. Skunk in the distance, no. that I don't mind necessarily. No, no skunks. Good skunk, man. Someone here equated it to smelling like weed, and that's why they like it. Oh, if you smoke some shitty weed, sure. Yeah. It's yeah a, just a, kidding. That might, might actually be good weed. You know what's weird, too? I don't like the smell of weed. Like, I realize that. Like, I realize that because I know some people really like it. I, I Maybe that's why I do more edible than I do smoke it. I don't like the smell of weed. Have you tried a bomb? Yes. I've. Oh, yeah. It unfor- smells a lot less. Unfortunately. Yes. No. Unfortunately. No, it's too much for me, Scott. Really? I have to do, like, I do those little uh, two milligram little chocolate oh, really? pieces, and that's enough for me. I can't do more than that. See, it's too much. It, in total, it's 10 milligrams, and it's not strong enough for me. I can eat a whole one, you do the whole and package I don't feel anything. 10? Yeah. Oh, fuck. No, I'd be, I'd be licking the walls, probably. Then I'd start to like skunk. That's when you know I'm high. <laughs> I'm like, mm, skunky. Mm. Um, a lot of people said farm fields. That's another, that was another weird one for me, but I do realize that a lot of people equate smell to memory. Yep. And if you grew up on a farm or near a farm or whatever the case is, maybe that to you smells like home. <laughs> Shit smells like home to you. So that I could totally understand and I get behind, right? I get it. What about, uh, this is a weird one, the hallways of a hotel. That is a weird one because it depends on the hotel. Depends on the hotel, yeah. Yeah. If you go like classic hotel, like if you're at the Royal York or something like that, that has a unique smell during certain or in certain wings. Smells like history. Smell, yes, it does. Yeah. What about um, this? Is, as soon as I read this one, I, I could smell it. When you first light a match or when you first blow out a match, that, oh, yeah. that little hint of sulfur smell is so fucking good. Yeah. But it, my grandfather was a smoker and I grew up around it. So would you say that's the same as just like a smell of like blowing out a candle or burning? Similar. It's just a Ish. match meant to combust. Okay. And, and it, I think it's sulfur that's on there, but I'm not oh, 100% sure. Okay. I'd, I'd have to, because I do like the smell. I don't mind the smell of campfire smoke. I hate that it gets all in your clothes and in your hair after because I... I hate the smell of it the day later, but in the moment, I don't mind it. Um, new car smell. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a great one. I think everybody likes new car smell. I think so, too. Uh, and then a couple more people here for horse manure. Fresh asphalt. How do you feel about fresh asphalt? Uh, love, hate. If I have to drive in the direction they're paving, I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I like... I'm trying to think. I, I It's not like I hate it and I think it's as gross as like a skunk or, or manure, but I do not like it. I wouldn't be like, yeah, I choose to have a candle that smells like that. Do you know what I mean? This person says pungent cheeses. I 
I, Are we talking like a blue cheese or like a provolone? What, what kind of cheese specific? Well, y'all know smelling no, cheeses. No, you know what? Provolone smells fine. Like there's a, there's those real stinky feet cheeses. You know mm-hmm. the stinky foot cheese. It's yep. awful. Just on over Thanksgiving at my parents' house, my dad bought a bunch of random cheeses because he knew that we liked a good charcuterie board and very nice of him, very sweet. And he starts cutting it up and he's like, ugh. What is that smell? Like, what is this thing? You guys like that? And I was like, I don't think any of us do. It was so strong. It started to waft through the kitchen. It was just, uh, and if it was under your nose, like everyone was like, what's that smell? Uh, I cannot stand the pungent cheeses. Like to me, a good cheese doesn't really have much of a smell at all. Really? Yeah. Huh. What about like blue cheese or something like that? I don't like blue cheese, so oof, I don't like anything about it. So you're not doing any like camembert or anything like that? Mm-mm. Okay. No, man. All right. Uh, All right. Cucumber? Smell of cucumber. I like someone that. Someone said. I, I like the smell of cucumber, sure. I mean, it doesn't really have a potent smell, though. Is that why? No, I don't think it's there's people light. Who, Right. I don't think people dislike the smell of cucumber, so yeah. I think that that's a fairly safe one. What about, where was a, oh, permanent marker. Oh, yeah. Marker smell. Marker highlighter, something like that. Some people hate that. Yeah, I like it, actually. I don't go out of my way to sniff it, though. I wouldn't open the cap and be like, but if it's around and lingering. Not since high school. Not since high school. (laughs) Someone made that point, actually, about glue, similarly. Like, we've we've been getting, like, a secondhand high off glue since, like, grade one. I'm like, you're absolutely right. In those, in there's certain years of your life, especially in elementary school, where you're around glue a lot, just because arts and crafts time, right? Um, I'm going to ask you this one. Have you ever sniffed your dog Charlie's paws? Sniffed his paws? Like the paw pads specifically, right? That. No, I that. don't think I've ever done that. I, do they all smell like nacho cheese? Because I swear to God, this texter, Amy, that texts us, dog feet, when they, they smell like Doritos. And I always thought nacho cheese. So the fact that she says Doritos, I think I'm onto something. Leo's paws have this smell of like, I swear to God, it's like it's like Doritos or something. Now that now that she says that, that makes sense. Are you gagging, Octavia? <laughs> it's a weird thing. It is. Like I get it. No, it is. But I've but I've noticed it before in my dog, and I I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine that said, "Oh, my dog's feet smells like nachos." I'm like, "Wait a minute, what?" That's exactly what I think about my dog. So is this a universal dog thing or are there certain breeds of dogs whose paws smell like nacho cheese? Sniff your dog's paw pads, paw pads today. I will absolutely Can do we that. do this as homework? Yes. I'd like you to do it. I want you to get Charlie on his tummy or if he doesn't do that, whatever. He's laying around the couch or something. Get your nose right in there and just give it a good sniff. I swear to God, nacho, nachos. As soon as I saw Amy's text, I went, that is true. There's your assignment for today, there everybody. You go. Sniff your dog's paws. And while we're on nachos, real quick, I just want to mention this because I feel like this is going to be an ongoing thing for us. Did you see your email? No. We're doing a Halloween potluck at work. Oh, fuck off. These are is all, it a potluck? These, these are all the words that Scott hates. Halloween, potluck, stay at work later. Oh, God, why? <laughs> and I love it. I can't wait to, you know what? Let's keep us on all, everyone on their toes. We're not going to ask whether you're going to be involved, but Tuesday, October 31st, there will be a potluck. We'll talk about it more in the upcoming episodes because I can't wait for you to vent on this. Let's, let's save it for another time. I don't want to eat with these (laughs) people. (laughs) Because you know, a lot of workplaces are doing this. So I feel like there's a lot of people that'll feel your pain. Sounds like hell, actually. (laughs) There's a sign up sheet in the kitchen, Scott. 
<laughs> I'm gonna write your name and I'm gonna write something fucking crazy I'm sure you it. Will. I'm gonna write like chocolate fountain and fruit <laughs> <laughs> beside your name just because I'm an asshole <laughs> she is and we gotta go see you tomorrow <laughs>